sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. You might hear some different sounds today on this podcast because we are recording from paradise. And I'm talking right smack in the middle of paradise. We are steps away from the beautiful Atlantic Ocean here in Jamaica. It's so beautiful and so serene if you can hear those waves crashing. And I say we because I am with the wonderful Taz the Taylor whom you've heard me talk about many times in previous podcasts. And I'm lucky to have him here today with me at my wedding ceremony a few days ago to talk about him, his very interesting relationship, because he is what I talk about all the time, an eclipse. Yes, ladies, we all want to find that wonderful eclipse. And Taz, welcome. Thank you so much, Paula. Congratulations. Mm, thank and you. This is just amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Because I love what you do. I love your story personally of you and your fiance, Katie. Yes. yes. And um, the interesting thing to me again is how you guys met how you have come now to you being engaged and I want to know all about that well it all dates back to pre-dating apps I think the date was October 27th 2013 and we met at an all-white party at the Barclay Center it was a traveling rave basically called sensation and I um, I went by myself and she went with a group of friends and so the Barclay Center opened up in Brooklyn and it was sort of an opening for the Barclay Center there was thousands of people at this event and I, I being by myself was sort of wandering around lost and out of nowhere came one of her friends and grabbed me by the arm and said our friend likes you and walked me over to Katie, and when we locked eyes, I was instantly in love, of course, with her physical appearance. She looked like an angel, and not because she, well, she had angel wings on, but she actually did look like an angel. And one of the first things that we said to each other somehow was, I'm from Michigan, and I'm from Michigan. (laughs) And so instantly, that, that was another click. Um, and we, we had an amazing evening. We danced all night. It could have been easily one of those relationship mistakes of not connecting or, um, um, (laughs) it's a podcast. You can say, (laughs) so, um, the hook, line and sinker was at the end of the evening when we were saying goodbye and we had exchanged phone numbers, um, she turned around and said, it's been a sensation. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so for me, that was everything. She was the funniest person in the world immediately. Just mm. to have that cheesy play on words was something that I, I'm definitely looking for in a person. Um, and so immediately, that's when I knew I, I love this person. She's, she's something I, I need in my life all the time. So you meet, and you're both in Brooklyn at the time. You meet at this event, and I love that. It wasn't online. It was organic because you're both there 
it's something you were both interested in, yes. right? Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So there's that immediate connection. And then you find out you're from the same state. Were you even close by in the same state? We grew up on separate sides, but that only a few hours away. I'm from Grand Rapids and she's from Detroit. So we were just a couple hours away our whole lives and happened to be living in New York City at the time. And unfortunately, but fortunately, she had just taken a job in San Francisco. So we, we dated for a week in New York and saw each other every day. And I helped her pack her car and it was very hard, but we didn't know what was going to happen. But we knew we really, really, really loved spending time with each other. So we did. And we spent, we spent a week together pretty much straight. And uh, she, she moved to San Francisco. And we dated long distance for the first year and a half. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I wanted to say right here, ladies, that you're hearing something that is probably like, oh my gosh, can't believe it. If you're a rules girl, you're saying, that would have never happened because I would not have seen him every day for a week. Was this, because I think it's so valuable for my listener to hear, was it an immediate sexual thing? I think everything is immediately sexual. Your, your, your primitive brain, you know, has instincts that you can't control. It's our gut instinct. For sure. And I think if, if you, you know, lay it all out on the table, your your stomach has more neurons in than your brain so when you really go with your gut it's it's all you can do and i think that's what love is 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 going with your gut and mm-hmm. so for me obviously she was amazing um but that physically. first night that first night she said it's it was a sensation, was a and sensation. she left. That was it. I mean, so it, that you must have just gone home like on such a high. She's the funniest person ever, and of like on top of, you know, A, B, and C, being the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, mm. living in Michigan. So clearly, there's a future for me there because I've, you know, living in New York for 12 years, dated people, but never anyone from Michigan. Got it. Um, it wasn't something that I was looking for, but also I wasn't really looking for anything at the time. And I think that's well, that's when it happens when you're following your heart and doing what you want to do. Which um, she was doing, going there that night, doing. right? Exactly. Yes. Uh huh. And, and know, her passion for her work. Exactly. Because she does. She's in. So she is very talented. She has a degree in packaging design, and the the long story short is she moved to San Francisco for a packaging design job and has always had an interest in interior design and wanted to become an interior designer and use that as an excuse to move back to New York, quit her amazing salary job (laughs) and um, become a student again. And so she moved back to New York and we lived, um, we lived together wow uh, which i know is a no no but it's it's this is this is these are the steps that some people have to take to live in a city uh-huh. like new york yes it's extremely extremely yes. hard to make it mm-hmm. um on your own of course you know everybody goes through phases where you have to live with people and so we went we went from living with a couple <laughs> a couple who was living together for their first time an 18 and a 19 year old oh wow um and it was an experience sharing sharing our space with other people in a tiny apartment um having bed bugs right off the bat like the the worst case scenarios and of course she's using her savings to pay for school Mm. and get further she wasn't in debt but (laughs) now Mm. she has student bills to pay off and it was not easy at all but we just kept telling ourselves if this if we can make it through this time we could definitely do do anything and that's what we thought when we were dating long distance if we could get through this somehow um and i think so how long did you do long distance it was a year and a half a year and a half and the furthest we went from seeing each other was i think three month three month wow Um, that's long it was it yeah. was long and thank thank God for Skype and FaceTime because we we did that every night um, and it became a thing I'll admit it uh, <laughs> we would Skype each other overnight 
like oh. sleeping together. And I would wake up from motorcycles that were driving past her street in San Francisco, and she would wake up from garbage trucks driving past my street in New oh, York. That's really sw- I like that. <laughs> I was, really like it that. It was like ridiculous to the point where that's that's how much we just wanted to be with each other. Did she know that? Um, I guess the question is from the beginning. You know that week. What were you saying to her so that she, what, what were the indications, or were you? Uh, there's a lovely plane <laughs> bringing people to paradise. You gotta get to Jamaica somehow, folks. Right? <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> so, what, what uh, I think it's so, it really is like this almost idyllic love story that so many of us would love to have it's just so cool in that way but certainly in eclipse especially for women in major cities you were quite young at the time i mean not a baby for sure but you know how old were you when you met 23 oh you were wow okay so very young right yeah and I'm sure at that age and you're starting your career and so forth, you sa- as you said, you weren't even thinking like long term. Going back to the us realizing we're both from Michigan thing, that really had a lot to do with it. Um, I'm, I'm always thinking long term in a way, but I'm very instinctive as well. So I've, I, have a, I have a plan for my future and I have a vision for what I would like it Hear to be. Hear that, ladies? Man speak, man speak, (laughs) he's thinking long term, planning, and when you meet someone that is checking off those boxes for you, that according to your life plan, it does have a profound, coupled with, of course, the beauty, the personality, coupled, right. Yeah, we, we both, we both talked early on, I mean, probably that week, that, you know, what's what would you like to do? Where would you like to end up in 10 years? And we both landed on, we would both like to be living in Michigan, with, closer to our homes, and, you know, uh-huh. living a, a better life. Not that New York isn't the best life ever, but the quality is, is different. And what you can get other places is, is obviously noticeable, um, even with the type of people who are moving in and out of New York. It's, it's a lot different than it used to be. It's a lot easier to be a designer and a manufacturer elsewhere. Right, and you're so, both creative yes, absolutely. people. Mm-hmm. So that was also a, a real uh, attractor and commonality. Yes. Both kind of indifferent, but but play off of each other. Design, oh. uh, because you started as a designer, correct? Yes. Even though, even though you got into the tailoring part, mm-hmm. so. Uh, so I want to come back to the relationship, but I want to hear too about how you got into design. Oh, well, just you speaking about her being a designer made me think that, yeah, we, like she is a technical packaging designer, so she is also a designer in a technical way. And I just want to say one of the, one of the first gifts she gave me for my birthday was a cereal box with uh, homemade cocoa crisp cookie cereal, and uh, it had a, a crossword puzzle on it, and it had our faces as cartoons on it, and... Um, the nutritional facts had funny things and it was the most creative thing I have ever ever received oh um, that's lovely and that was another another indicator that this this is a such a special person and it it she clearly doesn't need anything other than her own creativity to, to get through life because when you when you don't have a lot of money and you're, you want to give people everything I got into design because I just wanted to make my own clothes. And in high school, I shopped a lot at thrift stores and Goodwill, and t-shirts in Michigan are 99 cents. So I made it a habit to, to frequently visit and pick up a few shirts for the week. And uh, one of my best friends, Matt Fowler, uh, who who I grew up with, we we shared closets and we hey, had Matt. <laughs> we shared closets to the point where by the end of high school we started a vintage store in Grand Rapids wow and, um, and th- it's just funny to see th- what the whole vintage market has become now there's apps it's a 
billion dollar industry and it's something that people are seeking very much to the point where I also have a client um, who I've just I only tailor vintage t-shirts for him and he has a collection of two or probably two or three hundred um, that I've done for him and it's uh, more money than I've ever made from <laughs> any of my clients who just tailor suits Interesting. so it's, wow. it's its own business um, cool. and what people pay for vintage t-shirts is, is, is very interesting and what, what does that mean exactly what is because a lot of people don't know, know what because you hear that word all the time but what is it exactly so from what I know with cars to have a vintage car I think it's 25 years or older um, so vintage would be anything from the 80s 90s or older um, people are very into music so any concert t-shirts ah. we're talking movie anything that came out that had to do with like a promotional movie if it has like if it yes. wasn't sold if it was limited in some way people want vintage because it's limited it's the next best thing to custom yes. because where else can you get it if it's just a random shirt that you find in a random store how do you put a price on it? So that's that's where the value is coming from. Um, I started designing with stencils and messing around with spray paint, with just buying white blazers from Goodwill and making, you know, a Bob Dylan silhouette or something and spray painting on jeans, mm-hmm. messing around with stamps. It didn't really know how to sew, but I knew how to, you know, obviously mess around <laughs> with with arts and crafts stuff so that's how it started with me um, just deconstructing the garments that I got for you know a dollar it wasn't it was a very low risk thing to do at the time Um, spray paint was cheap and paper and an exacto knife is very cheap so that's how I started and when I was 16 I got a sewing machine for Christmas which actually is my brother's fault because so you know my brother Micah Mm -hmm. uh, we're very close and he he told my mom that I wanted a, a Nintendo 64 <laughs> for Christmas and this is uh, you know not that long ago and so I opened up a Nintendo 64 and I'm like what and he's so excited because all he wanted to do oh, was play Mario Kart okay. so he got two gifts that year and I'm like what is uh, I don't want to be ungrateful at all like first world problems of course but exactly. what's going on here I right. didn't ask for this um, but he was the one that actually said, "Well, just return it. Get us, get whatever you want. Get a sewing machine." And I never even thought of asking for a sewing machine, but I did. We returned the Nintendo 64. We, my mom and I went to Sears and we picked out a sewing machine. And my grandma came over and basically taught me how to thread it and taught me how to use it. So then I began cutting things up, sewing patches onto things, and um, that really sparked my interest with changing a garment how how much can you change a garment um when with just paint but sewing brought it to another level so now i could switch pockets up and switch sleeves on shirts and nothing was perfect but um it's funny to see that that's what the style has become now (laughs) and now you have your own line of shirts and shorts and i think it's again so cool how uh, you've taken something environmental, parlayed it into something so unique, again, to give the customer a completely one-of-a-kind experience, right, that yeah. no one else is wearing. Yeah. And uh, truth be told, we got to get a picture here after because Definitely. you're wearing it, and I, I just love it. It's Thank and you. Y- you know, you, when you walk around the resort here, you really do it's like oh my gosh I, I bet people come up to you a lot and say about your right yeah so that's exactly how it started I was in fashion design school at FIT in the menswear department learning how to make a shirt I spent far too much money on new fabric um, messing up my first few shirts that I realized uh, I should start using other fabric <laughs> so I you know since I was at Goodwills a lot I I found some some pillowcases that I thought would be good material and that reminded me of my cousin's sheets their bed sheets that they had when when we were children and I remembered um, the Ninja Turtles bed sheets that they had and I thought if I could get those and turn that into a shirt 
A, it would be the most comfortable thing ever, and B, it would be the coolest thing ever. So I, uh, I, I, I told my aunt this, and just timing is everything. She, she told me, I have all of your cousin's bed sheets at the front door ready to donate to Goodwill right now. Do you want them? And, I, of course, I took them. Wow. And so it started off with uh, a pretty decent collection. I had uh, Ninja Turtles, Thomas the Tank, Engine, Curious George, Winnie the Pooh, and that might have been it. But um, that was all I needed to know, that the colors worked perfectly together. Whoever's making these bed sheets, you know, post, pre, pre-2000, all the pigment is the same. The reds oh, are the yes, same, whether it's that. Mickey Mouse or NBA. So yeah. then I started just collecting them. But what happened was I wore the Ninja Turtle shirt to a music festival, and I made two shirts. I made one Ninja Turtles and one mixed. And my brother and I wore that to a music festival, which happened to be the first time that Katie and I um, saw each other after she moved from San Francisco. Aww. So getting back to just timing, she invites, well, she said she's going to Florida for this music festival, ultra music festival. And my brother was living in Florida at the time. He had a extra ticket to the same music festival and bought did you know that i did okay but it all sort of happened at the same time so as i'm making this first sheet shirt um the plans are are in the works to like meet katie at this music festival and it just happens to work out that you know my brother is down there with his business partner and friend making music and they just bought me a, a ticket down um very very lucky to have just had this whole thing gifted to me. I didn't have the money to, to do anything. Um, and so I remember distinctly sewing buttons on my sheet shirt in the airport because that's how the, I finished it like the night before and I really wanted to bring it down there. Wow. And I remember people commenting on it then when I was sewing buttons. Um, and then when we wore it, people at the music festival ran up to us to the point where by the end of the day we're like we're we're the most famous people in the world like this this is a crazy feeling to have um not only do people recognize it but it brings them back to their childhood and it brings them to a whole nother state of remember i mean it's nostalgia it is it's a feeling you can't pay for and it's a it's a connection you can't buy and um, for the people who also slept on those sheets, they really freaked out. <laughs> they, yeah. And we and I knew it, and I felt it. So that that began my mission to collect as many children's bed sheets as mm-hmm. possible. As weird as it sounds. Um, well, ergo the name. Sure. Sheet shirt. Wonderful. Correct. Yes, yeah. and I, I'm looking at this shirt while you're talking, and yes, the pigments are all they all go together. I see Donald Duck. Um, that is... This is, a. Uh, this is actually from a Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh. It's just That's a bird. That's on the sleeve. Yeah, there's tons of, tons of characters you don't even remember. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, there's, um... <laughs> Who knew? Um, what's it? Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald, as a bed sheet. Who, what oh, lucky kid got to sleep on this? <laughs> that is adorable. Mint but condition, of course. Ab- I don't think anyone had the, the guts. This is... No. It's too funny. Yeah. Yeah, and then your collar also. This collar is actually at the bottom of a shirt. So I became a tailor at Saks Fifth Avenue, and uh, actually the youngest one in the history of Saks Fifth Avenue. Wow. As they were actively seeking tailors under the age of 60 um, a few years ago. Um, along with the rest of everyone in America, um, there's a huge problem with no one knowing how to sew. Who would have known? This is what happens when you bring all of the work overseas and stop doing it. I can't tell you how many people say, my grandmother sewed. Well, duh, everyone's grandmother sewed. Sorry to be, you know, of course, rude. But of course, no. really, a hundred years ago, people you made had their to. own fabric. It wasn't uncommon. And yeah. everyone knew how to sew. I mean, even in schools, they don't teach it anymore. It used to be a thing people could learn. How do you sew a button onto a shirt? It's not that hard. Exactly. But, um, you know, people still don't do it and they'll throw a shirt away because a button fell off it's really oh absolutely I mean, really? absolutely the things you find um that i just have a little then the advantage to being a tailor is i never have to pay full price for clothes again i mean just even shopping at a salvation army 
and finding a suit that just needs a little bit of altering saves you how much like how much come on of course folks i cut up suits that cost ten thousand dollars for the jacket and this is where part of my story comes in because Saks does not recycle so when we cut a suit that costs ten thousand dollars and we have that extra fabric it goes into one of three garbage bins that are you know like a kitchen size garbage bin and once those fill up they just get tossed in the garbage so I began taking them home and turning them into bow ties and headbands and scarves and remaking my own fabric Um, so a lot of my fabric comes from Saks Fifth Avenue's waist. Um, that's where your unique bow ties, and that's what I was talking about you know, in previous podcasts, those bow ties. And my uh, husband now, he wore one at our wedding. I he can't wait amazing. to... He did, yeah, he really did. It was just a wonderful... And, it's, and he, it was exactly what he wanted. And each bow tie is one of a kind because you are using these fabrics, mm-hmm. but they're such quality fabrics right correct and I even have as you've mentioned on your podcast um, used the bride's hem and you know the suit of the groom's pant like using the fabric to make the bow tie and to you know yes complete the outfit and make it damn we didn't have time to do that well (laughs) if i would have hemmed his pants i would have been able to make him that's right but he's one of those rare people that can he can that's amazing isn't that he's lucky very lucky everyone is lucky and that's the other thing being a tailor people feel bad for clothes that don't fit them and i just want to tell everyone this is this is not right like the the whole First of all, the whole sizing system is a very new thing, and it happened in World War II. This is something Katie taught me. Oh, I didn't um, know this. Yeah, either. very interesting. It's, it is, because they needed to outfit people for the war. And so the whole, it's just so arbitrary, which is why every designer in every country is a little bit different with their measure, their standard in quotes here, folks, standard measurements like aren't a real thing, which is why you know Abercrombie kind of is known for fitting tall, skinny people, and you know it's it's I don't know it's obviously unfair, and um, it if it fits, you're you're very lucky. I just want to say that I've also had so many people say like I'm finding out that all my friends are secretly getting things tailored, as if everyone feels shamed mm. for things not fitting. Mm-hmm. Like nothing should fit anyone. We're all very lucky. These are just random measurements. I've always everyone, felt bad about that because I've always <laughs> no had to should, do. Yeah. yeah. If you're short, you should not feel bad. First of all, just know this: you. It is so much harder to add fabric to something than take it off. Uh, million times harder. So that's why they make everything super long because there are tall people out there and so they also have your same waist size and they to to have it fit them just think of all the tall people they feel they feel bad think of you know you don't have to sit in an airplane seat and have your knees touch the, yeah mm-hmm. there's everyone pros and cons pros and cons folks. yeah <laughs> yeah because my feet don't touch the yeah, ground you might not be able to see <laughs> concerts from every angle but you don't have to worry about airplanes mm-hmm. and and they do yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i think people, people there's this stigma of like oh it doesn't fit or like this brand's awesome but like i can't find anything that fits me um, I always tell people to go go big or go home because <laughs> lar- like, you can always take something in, but you can't always take something out. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much fabric they leave on the inside. So go big, and then you can always get it taken in. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I say. It's just very expensive it's, as well. It is, and, and I can't tell you how many people have said, I got th- three suits in Thailand for $99, and I need them tailored. And I tell them, okay, it's going to be $300. Like, you know, I give them a price, and they are mad because it's more than what they cost. I'm, I can't – I actually – I'd say 99% of the time, my alteration costs are more than the garment themselves because because people are buying from the real real and thread up and getting things from vintage stores and not only is it way less expensive but um it is like i said it's a limited thing so to them it's more special than just buying something from the gucci store getting an old gucci suit is and getting it tailored is still way less than buying a new gucci suit so you know it's all in in what you're looking for um and it it's yeah it's very interesting and fun to interact with people because a lot of people just don't know this stuff yes and i want to talk more about that when we come back so we'll take a 
few minutes here and then I want to hear about what's happening for you in December which is really cool yeah. and coming up here and uh, and also wrapping up your wonderful story of your engagement we'll be right back could you or someone you know benefit from talking one-on-one with coach Paula consider sharing your story as a guest on the show go to realcoachingconversations.com and fill out the brief application So let's get back to Katie because it really sounds all connected. Like for example, you have, you're making your first shirt, you're sewing the buttons on in the aircraft. Now you know you're going to see her. Are you excited about wearing the shirt, showing her like? Um, oh, I'm what's just excited hope? to. I'm just excited to yeah see her, definitely. Yeah. See my brother who I haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. and it was just all of it was very exciting. I thought less about the shirt than I did seeing her. I was way more concerned with just, you know, spending time with with her, her friends from Michigan, and my brother. So... How long had it been since you had seen her? I think that was our first... There was a three-month gap in that year and a half, and it wasn't that. So I think it was maybe a month and a half, because there were other gaps where it was a month and a half, two months. Um, But that was about a month and a half, and we had talked on the phone a lot. She had just moved to San Francisco and didn't know that many people. But one of the things that I really admired about her was even though she didn't know a lot of people, she was always doing stuff, whether it was taking a cooking class or just going to the park. Um, And I really admired that in her, that she would just live life and not just accept it. She, she, She takes life for what it's worth and takes advantage of you know living in an amazing city like San Francisco and um, like I said before like it doesn't take money she just enjoyed the things that she could and I really 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 loved that about her mm-hmm. that's a ding 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 yeah. um, like Oprah says for women because when you follow your own passions and it doesn't have to be something major it doesn't have to be, like Katie did have, of course, something major, her design. But ladies, if you don't have something like that, it can be as simple as, you know, even if it's something like you like a particular bird and you go and, and watch that every day in the park and you take your own pictures of it and it's something you enjoy, that it just gives life special meaning to you. You present that, that's an energy you put out to the world. and it is not something directed towards your man. It's actually energy, not away from him, so to speak, but it's just beside him and not directly towards him. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but that energy keep that's, that's going from the woman always to you is not as appealing to you as a man you're shaking your head yes right yeah, yes yeah. yeah it was more appealing that she's out doing these cool things yeah. i want to be a part of that woman yeah and things that i wouldn't do myself i'm like i have never done that i wouldn't invest my money into doing a painting class by myself but that you know i the, i found it inspiring and that's that's yeah one of one of the other things that i enjoy about being you know being with somebody who who actively is living life and seeking out adventures and um constantly learning and isn't too good to you know try something new right so so one of the questions i hear my listeners like uh, uh, begging me in my mind they're like begging me to ask yeah when you were apart for that time what was the experience like for you in terms of that long distance experience like for you as the man in her life wanting to be with her missing her longing for her uh, which is again wondering a bit uh, ladies so you know um, that loving on your part was continuing but what about the factor of Mm, jealousy may not be it but just like oh what other guys might she be meeting might challengers that might come along and see her value as well what was that experience like and how did you uh, best cope what was she also doing that was helpful in that respect 
That's a great question. And I will tell you that I learned from um, past mistakes. I dated a girl before Katie, and I used to be the kind of person that would get jealous when she would hang out with her work friends. And when we broke up, just because, you know, relationships you, you just happen, <laughs> I was told by her that one of her friends who's a psychologist was explaining that when people get jealous, it's more that that is something that they would do. And I thought about that and was really honest with myself, and that was totally spot on. I was just totally called out by some psychologist I had never met. That <laughs> the way I was acting was because I really didn't want to be with this person for the rest of my life. I was kind of, even though we were together, when we were together and when we weren't, I was kind of entertaining the thought of other people. And knowing that, you know, I took a year off of everything after that breakup it was really hard and I didn't do anything you know like I, I yeah I stopped drinking I stopped dating and I just did me and that's when I found Katie after a year mm. of doing me mm -hmm. and just actively you know pursuing the music own. that yeah. I want to do and sewing the things that I want to sew and 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 just enjoying life as it was and not trying to find somebody or some other thing to fill the void mm. but just like be really honest with myself mm -hmm. and um yeah that's i love that point you brought up about and it is it is the truth and it is ladies something to think about if you are with a man who is very jealous of whatever you are doing apart from him get rid of him that's exactly it yeah. that's exactly it yeah so knowing that and having her you know there were, of course, times where, yeah, she was, she was, you know, there was never a time that I was jealous, basically. And I don't think there was ever a time that she was jealous. I mean, we are, she's just so smart. And I think just having that respect for one another and yourself is what gives you that peace of mind. It's, it's, oh, I remember a time where actually we were at a concert and I saw somebody that I had hooked up with at a concert not uh -huh. even like we, we were just kissing or whatever and she had no problem with it she you know it, it was she this other girl came up to us I was clearly with Katie and she's you know like hey I'm like hey <laughs> hi <laughs> uh hi what was your name again like I don't even re you know, remember you but hi and um you know she said something to me that I'll never forget she said you know I'm here because I want to be Katie said yeah, that. Yeah, she said, I'm, I'm here because I want to be, you know, this is, you're not making me do anything. And she said the same thing when she moved to New York. Like, I'm not moving to New York for you, even though, I love even that. though you know, I love you and <laughs> I want to be closer to you. We had to have the conversation that, you know, I, I, I picked a really hard profession <laughs> trying to be a fashion designer. And she knew that for me to make it, I have to be in New York at this time in our life. So she made the sacrifice there and, and you know, committed to going back to school and, you know, taking on new debt and trying a new, totally new career. How was that for you in terms of feeling like, oh my gosh, there is part of this that yeah, I'm sure you believed her and I'm sure that was true, that she wasn't just going to move back just for you. But there was part of it, of course, that was for you. And now you're in this situation. Was this when you lived with, I think you were telling me before, the um, the other couple? Was that when, when? When we moved back. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So here she comes from San Francisco. Yes. Living into the life. This, oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Living in the sunny, beautiful California yoga, farmer's market, the works. Like, uh -huh. the lifestyle was was amazing she had a very comfortable and nothing against brooklyn but oh, uh, yeah she well, moves back yeah, to brooklyn well. and oh my gosh here's another plane we gotta wait a little bit so she moves back to you and you're in this situation in brooklyn and she moves in and it's not as posh i would assume it's not as freestyle it's not as right it's not nearly what we had planned for our lives. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right? Sure. But you're together. 
Uh, what got you through those times? It sounds hard. I mean, the bed bugs and the this and the that. It happens to so many New Yorkers. You know, not everyone sees the best in in situations, but Katie's one of those people. She's, she's she is an optimist like myself, and so we we kept reminding ourselves that if we could get through this, it it will be funny someday to look back because you know we had everything against us from the very beginning, and I think we're both the type of person that would like to prove people wrong, mm-hmm. um, and not that we're doing this for that reason at all, but just we we will do what we want to do, and that's it. Um, and like she said, I'm here because I want to be, and and I'm marrying her because I want to spend the rest of my life with her. That's what I wanted to ask you about. So tell us about, because it's lovely to hear, how did this engagement, It's it's been a while, you guys have been together how long? We have, uh, seven years. Yeah, so that's also one of those things I talk about, ladies, about it being an eclipse. Because uh, an eclipse, so you know, Taz, I talk about for women that generally things, I talk about the gen- gross generalities and not something on either end of the scale, so to speak. And eclipses that comes around every once in a while. And this is why your story is so lovely, because it is unique in that way. And the statistic is for people who ha- are not engaged and they move apart, their relationship statistically only lasts 14 months. Hmm because it's so difficult to be apart. And you guys were only together a week. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, living apart also gave us the time to get to know each other. Interesting. Could you imagine if you could, you know, <gasps> go on a date but then not be able to see that person? I mean, but you were I've, Skyping yes. and, and so FaceTiming. So we were and really those. getting to know each other for who we were, mm. not each other for what we wanted out of each other. Mm. I mean, of course, we were having conversations we both thought were valuable. And, you know, there was, there, you know, it was just getting to know the mind. How, who, who are you? What are you, you know? Did she have any plans at that time that you knew that she was going to to move back east? Oh, or absolutely to? no. 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 She had just moved to California to pursue her career. This was a huge win for her, and it was an amazing job that wow. she, you know, she could have for the rest of her life if she wanted to just I be see. content. But um, I think she felt something that I also felt, which was an, an emptiness when we weren't with each other. Wow. And when we were with each other it was just everything was okay even Mm. if we had no money and I remember we didn't we had no money Mm -hmm. and one of the one of the first experiences I had in San Francisco was just staying up all night drinking coffee in a diner (laughs) and uh, we walked out of the diner at three in the morning and a guy approached us and he was asking for personal hygiene products right and so this is one of the one of many times that I've seen Katie's huge, huge heart. And uh, he gives us his spiel. He's not looking for money. He's just looking for personal hygiene products. And we, we walk to a, a, a Walgreens and um, we walk around the store and he's she's basically just going to buy him a razor to start off with. And then he starts picking all, all sorts of stuff out. <laughs> and by the end of it, she spent $60 on this guy. And wow. that's a lot of money when you don't even have money to eat at a diner, which we didn't. And um, she got him the works, T-shirts oh, and razors lovely. and and everything. So that's when I really, you know, saw her heart and wanted, yeah, again, to just be with her, this person because she, she saw the... She saw the important things in life, mm-hmm. um, and I guess she just saw the same, same, I don't know, she wants... And things the same way that wants, you did. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wants the same, she has the same values, and we share a lot of the same, yeah, the same values. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, I just thought that was the most amazing, yes. the amazing, amazing thing any, you know, 22-year-old could have done. Boy, for sure. So tell us about, then, how it 
you've gotten to this point, being engaged now, and your wedding date is set. Yes, it is. Next, next year yes. in September. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you so yeah, much. And I've, I, truth be told, I met Katie. She's beautiful, just lovely. I, all the things you're telling me about her, I did not know in, in that way, but I could just tell through meeting her. So tell us how the engagement came about. That's a really nice thing to know yeah well I mean like I said earlier I knew I wanted to marry her from the sensation line as soon as <laughs> as soon as she said that I knew I wanted to marry her so when was the question um, seven years seven years wow. is a long time it's a long time but when you have dreams sometimes it takes longer and and what uh, would you say specifically was the seven years about like if you knew from the beginning if she had said here's a question for you because now it's seven years so if she had said two years in you know I really can't wait I, I want to to get married I don't want to keep living together or whatever would that have oh I would have I would have married her for you, sure oh you would have yeah, oh okay it really it just came down to the like I I think spiritually we've been married for a long time okay like to each other for you know quote unquote what marriage is like it between it's a you know a commitment between yourselves and God so you know I think we've you know been committed to each other like that since the very beginning mm -hmm. and it was it was her understanding of what my vision for the future was which is to be a designer you know there's she's so talented she could do so many different things I'm um very dyslexic and ADHD I cannot do a lot of things <laughs> again pros and cons we weigh each other out mm -hmm. and uh, the whole proposal slowly I mean the proposal came this uh, past July 3rd right before the 4th of July and that was significant so Katie and I are both hopeless well, what's a hopeless romantic I don't we're both romantic she loves the Hallmark Channel and <laughs> I like being with her so I, I've learned to like it too and well we're both very sensitive and it doesn't take more than a, a good Subaru commercial to make us cry <laughs> so just um, being being open and having a an open line of communication the whole time of what our expectations are um, had a huge part to play because we, we from the very beginning knew that we both where we wanted to end up and it was just how do we get there and we both have a you know a vision for what we would like our life to look like so you know we're very fortunate to have the, the careers we do and it, it is um, important that we're in New York at this very second but it's not going to be important forever and um, you know just with the way everything is it's very easy to travel now and it's it's not necessary there is no garment district in New York so we're actually going to build one in Detroit, <laughs> it's where it's way cheaper and where we can make more. So you were saying you got engaged so, on July 3rd, and that was yes. significant because... So the engagement happened on July 3rd this year. Um, one of the reasons I chose that date was the 4th of July for, for Katie's family is one of the most special celebrations of the year. It, it's better than Christmas. They have nine cottages on a lake that are in a row, essentially, and so every day is a potluck. It is no frills, no pressure, you know, do whatever you want, come as you are, and no judgments. And the first time I met her whole family was on the 4th of July. And so for me, that'll always be a day that I remember being introduced and meeting all of her amazing cousins and aunts and uncles. and. I asked Katie's father for her hand in marriage almost two years ago. And um, so this is something that I've been planning for a long time. It really was just trying to find that hallmark moment, which it, of course isn't necessary. And at the end of the day, if she really wanted to, which she has said, I don't care about the ring, even though we have, you know, we went ring shopping and it's fun, but it's like also, you know, that's a whole thing. It doesn't need to be what it is. and. And I, I, you know, wanted to have something more than just, you know, a cheap ring for, for her. So, because, yeah, she is worth more than that to me. So mm -hmm. I wanted to do it, to do it right. And so it took me that, it took me seven years to do it. Um, 
the 4th of July was significant because she was going to go home the next day. So the proposal happened on July 3rd, and we had a sort of a surprise party in Tompkins Square Park with her friends, and I proposed um, in Tompkins Square Park, and she didn't think I was coming back, but the next day I I was, and her, her dad picked me up right before her flight, so I was waiting in the car when, when she came, so it was sort of a double surprise for her. Nice. And uh, it was just fun, and of course my family came, and we celebrated. Yeah, it it, it was uh, not perfect. I, <laughs> while planning this whole charade, I was texting her friends in individual groups, and thank you, Apple. I uh, <laughs> was texting a, f- a few of her friends, and she automatically got added to our group text. <gasps> the oh, entire no. plan of my oh. proposal. We're talking... We're talking, hey guys, we're going to meet here with a picture of Tompkins Square Park. Aww. And there was, uh, this is the restaurant we're going to eat at in red. It was one, two, three. This is the restaurant. Mm. This is where I'm going to do it. Aww. On this walkway, on this yellow line where the star is, is where I'm going to do it. And this is where you guys will be. No. So she, I get, a, I get a call from her friend and and she, Allie, says, that do you know that you Katie's on this text and I'm like no no you are Apple kidding just me put a- you're kidding me I did not there's absolutely no way I chose to do that of it, that was not uh, a thing that I would have ever oh. done but um so I called Katie and and I call her work to see if somebody could like get her phone somehow yeah. and like delete yeah, yeah, yeah. it and uh, I get a text and she says I saw something but I didn't see anything and I said you saw nothing <laughs> she saw it but she didn't read it and that's the kind of person she is like she saw it but didn't look at it oh, again she deleted great. it like that's, that's the great. kind of person she is so she sort of in her mind figures it's just it's not gonna happen because I just ruined the surprise and uh, I called her work and her friend was like she's in the bathroom and I'm like oh no it's too late because she had her phone with her Uh clearly to like figure out what's going on right and uh, so we went we went about business as usual we went to this restaurant Um, I sort of played it off like uh, it wasn't gonna happen Uh because afterwards I let her choose where we were gonna go Uh and we saw a dog while we were while we were eating and uh, she she wanted to go to the dog park which was perfect because that is in the direction where I wanted to go so letting her choose sort of made her think that it's not gonna happen mm. um, and then and then yeah I popped the question <laughs> and um, you know it 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 could have been that night when we met there is there is no difference except for the knowledge of our hearts mm-hmm. <laughs> basically mm-hmm. the way we feel for each other is the same and mm-hmm. I can't speak for her but the way I feel for her is is the same from the day we met and um, you know with that just comes more knowledge and respect for each other mm-hmm. um, but the sacrifices she made to make it work were you know mm-hmm. things most people would not do the time we've spent skyping and talking are things a lot of people wouldn't do if they didn't know what the outcome would be and of course we started planning our future from the very first sentence almost michigan michigan yes right, <laughs> that was right, it like right, we right. knew what we wanted and we both want similar things mm-hmm. so you know again how do we how do we get there is a huge puzzle it but is. that's life isn't it, it, it is yeah. life yeah and uh what i think is valuable for my listeners is to hear that you said she had you at that was sensational or yeah. something like right yeah. mm-hmm. uh-huh. and that your decision was really made very early on and if she had needed the marriage that you would have said yes it was really that she was okay with it with her knowledge of the relationship of who you are of what you had together and she did not feel the need for whatever reason to be that it needed to be formalized in that way and so really ladies what I'm saying here in a nutshell is that if you make the decision for yourself it would work either way because if she had said to you like I said two years into it you know I I love you I, I know you I really want to be married you would have done that oh, in a heartbeat okay so if you hadn't done it think of your it's hard to put yourself in that position but if you hadn't what would that have 
said. In other words, you would have felt likely differently, mm, right? Absolutely. In whatever way. And so she would have likely won no matter what. Absolutely. I mean, when you follow your heart, you win every time, right? I think that's a little bit of, you know, mm -hmm. just doing what you you want. Don't Don't be who you think people want you to be, be you. And you will find somebody else that values that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's how you will be happy. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not telling people how to be happy, but I think that if you're honest with yourself, then you follow your heart and you do what you want. And when you do what you want, whether that's sitting at home eating Cheetos, watching TV, um, you know, if that's the kind of person you want to attract, then you'll, you'll find somebody like that but you have to get out there and do something every once in a while mm -hmm. or else it's never going to happen and I think the people who live life to the fullest have a better chance of finding somebody because it's just you know it's not something that happens um, because you made it happen it's something that happened because it happened you don't have control over who you meet and when and where that you meet them. But you do have control over creating experiences for yourself. A thousand percent. Like, right? Like mm -hmm. what she was doing by going and, to that mm -hmm. uh, concert uh -huh. uh, at Barclay Center from that very first, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it's really, really interesting this way. So, you know, just to wrap up, I want to tell people how to see your wonderful stuff. And, of course, you're at tazthetailor.com. Tell me about the, because I often talk about your wonderful bow ties, and uh, if you are at a place in listening to this where you are thinking about a unique uh, wedding attire with the bow ties and a special bow tie for the groom, I'm sewing them, uh, I love that, the hem of the dress with the date and all of that into, but what about seeing your shirts and your other designs as well? So the shirts have been a, a challenge to mass produce, um, obviously because it's it's a custom thing. You can't control what people want. So I'm working with a group of women in Queens actually who sew from home and they learn piecework with me at my studio and then I give them pieces to sew at home. Mm. So we will be rolling out with a lot more sheet shirt options. We're making shorts now. Um, pajamas. Um, oh, fun! Things for the holidays. We're making stockings. So I work with a sewing artisan co-op in Queens, who um, is a wonderful group of women, and they help me sew. So this is a newer thing. Uh, up until last year, I designed and manufactured everything myself. So having help from them has been uh, a great, great thing to to grow the business and. Currently, if you live in New York, you can find some of our our shorts, shirts, pocket squares, bow ties. We just came out with some stockings and some gifty things for the holidays, like bags and ornaments. And those are at the Fab Scrap store on 26th Street. Um, Fab Scrap is a nonprofit who collects material from the fashion industry, and so I'm I'm currently the their featured artist um, through December. Wow! So, congratulations. Thank you. That's so, yeah, fantastic. If you live in New York, you can stop by uh, 110 West 26th Street. It's about a block away from FIT, next to the Buffalo Exchange. It's a perfect perfect area to be, and uh, yeah, if you need anything, you can come into the store or email me at info at tazthetailor.com. Actually, Wonderful. don't don't do that. That's not a real email. It's it's Taz. <laughs> it's Taz at TazTheTailor.com. But whatever, they can find that on the website. Yeah, Taz. Yeah, yeah. T A Z. Correct. TheTailor.com. That's great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we will be coming out with more more shirts and things for the holidays on our website. And of course, if um, anyone is interested in something specific, feel free to contact us. We'll, mm. we'll make you whatever you want. Oh wow, yeah. that's great. So yeah. if you have like your favorite. Uh, sheets from when you were oh, you can oh, make pajamas out of her that's the oh. whole point folks it's not I'm the last person that should be making your clothes it's the fact that I wanted to have something different so much that I learned how to sew and a lot of people I went to design school didn't keep sewing it's not something you have to do as a designer but uh, it is something you have to do if you want to make your own clothes and not pay somebody for it so the 
the most efficient way for me was to just learn how to do the dang thing. Mm -hmm. And now that I can, it's, it's, it's funny because I never in a million years would think that I would be a tailor at Saks Fifth Avenue or tailoring people's clothes, you know, from my apartment. Um, how long were you at Saks? Um, four years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, yeah, I mean, that must have taken, like you said, you were the youngest ever. Yeah, and they, and I, it wasn't that I was the best tailor. I've actually never tailored anything. I was the, the only one that wasn't a tailor for 10 years before getting that job. They saw um, the bow ties that I made and said, if you can make a bow tie, then you could sew for wow. us. And I did, a, I did a sewing sample and um, sewed my first sleeve right there during my sewing test. Wow, and, amazing. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much my for pleasure. coming on today, telling yeah, both your stories, yeah. which are, it's interesting to me how interwoven they are. Mm -hmm. It's lovely to hear. Congratulations on your business. Congratulations on the pop-up store. Name it again. Fab Scrap. Yeah, the Fab Scrap shop. Wonderful. Yeah, F-A-B? F-A-B, yep. Fab Scrap. S-C-R-A-P? Correct. Got it. And the um, and then of course the wonderful engagement oh. and I, I really I I feel so happy for you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, congratulations to you, of course. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so so much for having me. Absolutely. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Here in paradise. So uh, enjoy the little bit of waves we'll leave you with here. And remember, ladies, if you have a man in your life, be sure that you are making him wonder. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.